to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. I know that a lot of people have been finding the podcast recently, which is the best. So if you are new around here, welcome. If you don't already follow me over on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO. If you're into Instagram, if you like social media, come follow, join. I share all kinds of useful training tips and you get really adorable videos of both my dogs, Tifa and Waylon. But anyways, so today's episode is going to be short and sweet, but I want to talk about something that I think is relevant to most dog guardians. So I want to talk about barking today, and I want to talk about some strategies for you to think about whether you need to redirect, do we need to modify, do we need to just accept the barking? I think that because of my work with reactive and aggressive dogs, I think that dog guardians can kind of lose a little bit of clarity on what is normal and what is reactive. And obviously, this is specific to the individual dog, right? So you're really going to have to think about your individual dog as I'm kind of walking you through this. But I think that there's a certain level of normalcy and barking that I would not label reactive. And honestly, I wouldn't do much training-wise to deal with. So I want to kind of help you understand how I'm making those distinctions so you can kind of use that same process to decide if the barking is quote-unquote normal or quote-unquote reactive. So when I'm looking at a dog who's barking, barking at whatever, I, I, I first want to understand a little bit more about the why to the barking, right? Like, why is the dog barking? And obviously we're not always going to know exactly why, but I want to make sure that the dog isn't barking because they're terrified. Okay. So if I have a dog who's barking because they are really, really afraid, that is something for me that needs attention. I need to help the dog feel less afraid. I'm not as much concerned with the surface level barking. I'm really more concerned with like the underlying fear, in which case I would absolutely want to address that. But if your dog is barking because they are excited, they are maybe displaying some normal territorial tendencies, that to me is not as much of a like, I need to get in there and intervene. And everyone, I've done a podcast episode on this before, but if you didn't listen, there is a book called Meet Your Dog by Kim Brophy. And she goes into a lot of detail about the different motivations and tendencies in different breeds of dog. And that is extremely relevant to the barking conversation. Okay, because if you have a dog who is more likely to display territorial barking, territorial motivations, that's something that I'm not going to spend time and energy working through because it comes naturally to the dog and it serves a very specific function for that dog. So when we're looking at the barking, we, we want to make sure that we understand a little bit of the why. And when you're trying to figure out some of the why to the barking, I want you to really observe your dog's body language. Their body language is always going to be, you know, a, a key factor in understanding the why to their behavior. 
So I want to kind of give you an example here to give you a little bit more context. So Waylon barks at people at the door and his body language is usually pretty stiff and erect. So typically his ears are forward, his tail is up high, he's got some stiff body language. And I think that the why to Waylon's behavior is twofold. I think one, he's overly excited. And two, as a puppy, I did a lot of management when people came over, which created a lot of frustration for him. So I think that Waylon is both excited and also frustrated because of previous learning history. And because I know both of those things, I don't do a lot except for using formal management and feeding for disengaging. So the barking at the front door, if no one is coming in, I'm doing nothing really. Honestly, I'm just letting Waylon bark. I'm like... I can accept it. It's not a big deal. But if people are coming in, that's when I have to do more, right? It needs my attention because the barking is leading to way more than just barking. Um, While Waylon is very people social, um, he can use his mouth when he gets overly excited, which can result in biting, not the biting where he's like biting and breaking skin, but nonetheless, that's still happening. So I don't do anything about the barking if no one's coming in, but if people are coming in, it's so much more than just barking, so I do have to manage, okay? So every dog is going to be different, right? And it may take you a little while to kind of like unpack the why is my dog barking, but I want to understand more of the why because I think as a lot of the barking that happens like inside your home, in your backyard, in your car... A lot of that barking I would label as normal in a lot of situations, okay? So um, I think that if your dog is barking at things out in the world, that's a little bit more of like the reactive label because it's a bit more of an overreaction. And guys, there's so much gray area here. Please know that I can't give you the answer to your specific dog in this podcast episode, but I want, I want to just give you more to be thinking about, okay? So when I'm, when I'm looking at barking and I'm deciding, once I know the why, and I'm pretty sure that the dog isn't terribly fearful, if they are, right away I'm going to start intervening. But if I'm pretty sure they're not fearful, and maybe it's normal barking, but still I can't live with it, I'm going to be watching the intensity, the recovery time, and the functionality of the barking. Okay, so I know that for a lot of you, you don't have the luxury of you can just like let your dogs bark at all kinds of things because you live in closer proximity to other people. Maybe you live in an apartment and you need to be able to redirect. So if you have a dog who is barking a lot inside your home and you're really working to remedy that... I want you to think about specific incidents when the barking is happening and what is the intensity of the barking. If there's not a lot of intensity behind the barking, I probably am not going to do a ton. I'm probably just going to like let them get a couple of woofs out and just let them move about their business. But if there's a lot of intensity to the barking, if there's a lot of duration of time that they're doing the barking, I'm definitely going to be redirecting. 
And then I'm also going to be walking, watching recovery times, okay? Because I think a lot of dogs who do a lot of barking, especially in like apartment living, I think sometimes there's trigger stacking happening, meaning that the dog isn't recovering in between times they're barking and they're just staying elevated all day. In which case, that is not productive for your dog. That's not productive for you. And that definitely needs your attention. But I think that we also need to honor the functionality and the purpose of the barking from the dog's perspective. Okay, and I think that not all barking comes from a fearful fearful place, obviously. But I think that there's a lot of misdiagnosing from my clients as the why the dog is barking. I think it gets really easy to be frustrated and kind of hold a grudge against the dog and just roll your eyes and tell yourself your dog is just a shithead every time they bark. And I am not immune to that, but that's not really productive for solving the barking. So I want you to really evaluate, is your dog afraid? Are they genuinely worried Um, unsure, nervous, insecure about what's happening and how could you show up to offer them a little bit more moral support and in turn also decrease the frequency of the barking, okay? And like I said, not all barking is coming from a fearful place, but I find that a lot of my clients who complain of the dog barking a lot are not understanding that it's coming from a place of fear in a lot of cases, okay? So something I want you to do is... If you have the luxury of you live in a house, you don't share walls with other people, and your dog occasionally barks at things going by, maybe they bark at the mailman, I want you just to give yourself permission to maybe just accept that behavior and maybe not modify it. If your dog is working themselves into a frenzy and they're not recovering and then that's leading to more stress and more barking later in the day, then clearly your dog needs help right? We need to intervene and help them feel better. But the goal is never to stop the barking. The goal is to help the dog feel better so they don't feel like they have to bark as much. Some of you who have um, what I would label barky breeds, so um, corgi comes to mind. Um, If you have a corgi, you're just going to have to learn to accept more of the barking because that's just how many corgis express themselves. They're just very loud and vocal. And in a lot of those cases, it does not come from a place of fear, right? The dog is not worried. It's just how they're expressing themselves. Um, I'm really fortunate that I have a niece. Um, Her name is Billy. She is a corgi. And she belongs to a wonderful friend of mine. And she stays with us from time to time. And when she comes over... It's louder in our house, right? And that's fine. We know that about her. But a lot of the barking, I don't do anything about because that's just who Billy is. She's just loud and barky sometimes. So I think that when we're getting past the dog, getting past understanding that the dog is not fearful, they're not working themselves into a frenzy, we don't have the pressures of our neighbors or family members being frustrated by the barking, that really gets us into this level of acceptance where we just accept the dog for who they are. So I really wanted to do this episode because I find that so many of my reactive dog clients struggle to understand the difference between what is quote quote unquote normal and what is quote unquote reactive and what really needs their attention in the moment. I think that a lot of you beautiful dog guardians who have quote-unquote reactive dogs, you have enough training stuff on your plate that I don't want you to feel like you have to add more, right? And like to give you another example of like some barking that I do nothing about, Waylon barks at the vacuum, 
And most of the time, he'll bark like three times and then just move on and we just let it go. I'm not modifying that. I'm not doing anything about that, right? Um, to contrast that, Waylon will also bark at the lawnmower, but he will bark and charge at the lawnmower. So obviously charging at the lawnmower, not super safe. In which case, I'm asking Waylon to station. We have a table in the backyard that is Waylon's. You heard that, right? Um, where he loves to just sun himself. So when I got to use the lawnmower, I just tell Waylon to go to his table and he'll stay there. So I'm not saying we can always just accept behaviors, right? Because obviously that's not the truth. But I think I want you to look for more opportunities where you could just accept the behavior and just kind of take some of the pressure off of feeling like you need to train and modify everything for our dogs. Because at the end of the day, the barking serves a function. It has a purpose for your dogs. And going in and changing their emotions and telling them they can't do that, that's a pretty invasive thing. And I don't want to do that lightly. If your dog is struggling, obviously the invasive behavior modification option is the best way to go because we need our dogs to feel better. But if your dog is not stressing themselves out, they're not working themselves into a frenzy, they're able to bark and recover and come back down to earth relatively quickly, y'all for me relatively quickly means like under 60 seconds, then I don't think you need to intervene. I don't think you need to do anything except for just accept that dogs are allowed to express their feelings with barking. Okay, I hope that this is helpful. Um, if you like this episode, do me a favor, take a screenshot, tag me over on Instagram. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and you have not left a review, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. The more reviews that you beautiful people leave on this podcast not only brings me a lot of joy, but also helps dog guardians out there who are struggling get the support and advice that they need. Everyone, have a beautiful weekend, smooch those puppies for me, and I am already looking forward to the next episode. So I know that CBD is very popular right now, but did you know that there are other cannabinoid profiles that we can use for not only ourselves, but our, our dogs as well? Vetsias has a new product out that is not only CBD, but it also uses CBG and CBN to act together to bring pretty strong results to the dogs. The new combination of the CBG, CBD, and CBN is really good for dogs with significant anxiety, excessive inflammation, or dysfunction of the neurologic system. I have been using the new profiles for Tiva. Many of you know my 14-year-old dog Tiva, and I've seen some really awesome changes in her mobility since starting the CBD, CBG, CBN combination. So if you're interested in trying any CBD products or checking out the new profile, check out vetcs.com and you can use code DisorderlyDogs for 10% off your purchase. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.